Welcome to the Story Lens Podcast. What's the last thing you were really curious about? When's the last time your curiosity helped you find a solution in the world? Let's listen to the story of a young boy named Arel and find out how he discovers his own curiosity. Arel was a boy who asked all the questions he could imagine. Curiosity ran through his veins like the rivers he loved to dip his toes into. He lived together with his family just outside a big city in West Africa. He loved spending time with Uncle Ade. Uncle Ade was an inventor who loved to ask one simple question, what if? When his what ifs turned into I wonder, that's when he knew it was time to set to work creating another clever invention. Aurel wanted to be there every time his eyes gleamed with a new idea. Whenever he heard him go into his shop and close the door behind him, he knew that he would be nicking and knacking, ticking and tacking, ricking and racking away at his next invention. Every Saturday morning, Aurel marched up to Uncle Ade's door with pen and notebook in hand, ready to be of assistance. The door opened wide, and he was greeted by jolly laughter before he could even knock. Aurel, my dear boy, I've been waiting for you. Aurel's determined countenance softened into a sparkling smile. He walked in and saw all the tools, books, diagrams, buttons, antenna, and all the things you'd expect to see in any great inventor's shop. When Aurel saw them, he glistened with curiosity and sprung for his special place, his big red chair that sat in the midst of all those mysterious materials. He climbed into that big red chair and looked to the right where his fresh mango juice stood, just as usual. The cup was cold and the ice had not yet melted. Uncle Ade always knew exactly when Arel would show up at his door. He cuddled into his familiar place and rustled through his notebook, filled with questions that he had written down to bring to Uncle Ade. Finally, he came to a blank white page. He shut his eyes tight until his nose crinkled, remembering all the things that he had wondered about that week. He had many questions to record, like, why do bees sting? Why is sugar sweet? He wondered why the animals made different sounds, but some seemed to not make any sound at all. Could they understand each other? You see, Aurel, the trick is to see what others can't yet see. It is alive in what if, before it is seen with plain eyes. A good inventor is one who can see what isn't there. We must be curious enough to find just the right question to ask. One simple question can have infinite possibilities. As he spoke, it was as if he were describing a walk on the moon or a day on the surf. Aurel understood the language of Uncle Ade. Sitting in his big red chair that day, the time seemed to stand still and, at the same time, treble quicker than a breath. Aurel closed his eyes and slipped from the simple question of why into the land of what if, and then finally into the world of I wonder. Curiosity had taken flight. All of a sudden, he opened his eyes with a start. Uncle Ade was kneeling in front of him with a shoebox in hand and excitement in his eyes. Here it is, my latest invention. You, Aurel, are the one I charge to bring it to the world. His voice carried intensity and warmth. He opened the box. Aurel peered inside and saw what 
appeared to be a plain wooden magnifying glass. What does it do? Here it is, my latest invention. You, Arel, are the one I charge to bring it to the world. Arel took note of all the wood shavings on the floor. What do you want me to do with it? Well, now, that will be up to you. Arel climbed down from the big red chair and gave his uncle a hug. He knew he had just been commissioned for a very important job. Before he could adventure out the door, he heard the call. Remember, Arel, you've got something exceptional. The trick is to see what others can't yet see. It is alive in what if before it can be seen with plain eyes. Courage was building inside of him. Was something great about to happen? I wonder. Arel was filled with anticipation from his head down to his toes. He knew, he just knew that there was something exceptional about that plain wooden magnifying glass. It had come from Uncle Ade, who charged him to bring it to the world. There was a spring in his step as he trekked toward the woodlands. Soon he came to a stream where he saw a boy and his little boat. This boy had constructed it with great care and was trying to get it to float. Aurel had seen this boy before, but had never spoken to him. He did not know that this boy had been working with this boat for the last four days, but still could not get it to float. Aurel was confident he could help. I've got something exceptional. I bet it could help your boat to float. The boy stood up tall, waiting for Aurel to show him something exceptional. Aurel opened the box and held it out with great delight. That is a magnifying glass, the boy said disapprovingly. Aurel was ready to tell all about how he had been commissioned to take this to the world. But as he looked into the box, his inspiration suddenly left him. He sat down by the stream and watched the boy tinker with his little boat. Suddenly, Aurel thought, What if your boat could fly to the moon? He let out a loud laugh. <laughs> the boy was not amused. He did not feel like laughing. As a matter of fact, he felt quite the opposite. You could do it if you just had the right design. What helps a boat to float? How will it move forward? What shape should it be? What material will you use? What about finding something that floats in nature? Aurel flooded the boy with questions until suddenly the boy got an idea. The boy recalled seeing a branch of a goosea tree floating down the river, the water rippling over its smooth surfaces. Thank you! The boy bellowed and ran toward home with his boat in his arms. The boy was gone. Aurel was left alone with his box. Boo! Aurel jumped what felt like five feet into the air. His friend, Chidiigu, had been spying the whole time, ready to launch her attack. Chidiigu! His eyebrows furrowed, but only for a moment. Quite pleased with herself, she fell to the ground laughing. This wasn't the first time she had scared Aurel. This was something Chidiigu managed to do almost every day. Look! Uncle Ade gave it to me this morning. He said it was exceptional, and that he wanted me to show the world. Wow, I wonder why. What does it do? I don't know yet. I tried to use it to help that boy with his boat, but it didn't work. 
Maybe it's not exceptional after all. It looks plain. Aral began to doubt Uncle Ade's appraisal of the plain wooden magnifying glass. Chidigu held the magnifying glass up to her eye and peered as hard as she could. If Uncle Ade says it's exceptional, then there must be something more than we can see. Aurel felt his excitement return to him. Chidigu, this glass must be exceptional, because Uncle Ade said so. He was determined to bring it to the world. They headed toward town, where there was sure to be something curious going on. Where are you going? The young girl stepped out in front of them. We're on our way to town. We have something exceptional, and we must take it to the world. They had both seen her before. She lived just down the road. What's your name? Maddie. I lost my doll. She said simply. Aurel and Shidigu noticed she had lost her smile too. Aurel wanted to help. Where do you think you left it? I don't know. Where did you play today? My favorite place is at my fort. I built it. Her smile made an appearance for a moment as she proudly spoke of her fort. Where is it? Maybe you left your doll there. Come on, I'll take you. She took off running into the woodlands. They followed her to the place where they found a fort woven together with twigs. It was a rather spectacular sight. They could all fit inside if they squished together. There was no doll, but there was plenty of grass and rocks for Maddie to serve tea and crackers, which was also quite spectacular. What else do you like to do? Shidigu inquired as they exited the fort. Maddie thought for a second. I climb trees. Me too. Which one is your favorite? Shidigu was excited. Maddie turned around and pointed up her favorite climbing tree. Shidigu was up for the challenge and started her quest to the top. Just before she got there, she saw a soft brown-haired doll stuffed between two thick branches. I found her! Shidigu yelled triumphantly. Soon the doll was back in Maddie's arms and she gave it a big hug, as if it had just come back to life. They parted ways with Maddie, but agreed to meet her right back at her favorite place very soon. Aurel and Shidigu were again alone with the box. The wind began to blow softly. Aurel shivered. Why did it get so cold? Where is the breeze coming from? Where is it going? Curiosity surged through him. What if we can float on the breeze all the way to town? Chidiigu imagined. She walked along a log, putting her arms out for balance. Just then, three swallowtailed butterflies floated by, appearing to dance. Aurel looked at his friend's arms as she walked across the log and pictured two beautiful butterfly wings. I wonder how butterflies can float on the wind. That's when a single butterfly lighted upon a sugar bush. Quickly, Aurel pulled the magnifying glass out of the box and softly put it in place. Wow! They both said at once. Its colorful wings were translucent in the sunlight, and gray seemed to flow through them. In a moment, the swallowtail fluttered off to dance again. They continued toward town and found themselves walking down the familiar path to Uncle Ade's shop. They were feeling quite dejected that they had not brought the exceptional magnifying glass to the world in all its glory. The door to his shop was open just enough for a bit of sunlight to pour through. As soon as Aurel looked up into Uncle Ade's face again, his downcast expression couldn't help but soften into a hopeful smile. Oh yes, my dear boy! 
Your mourning appears to have been very eventful. He gave Chidigru a soft smile. You still have the box, I see. Chidigru had already made herself comfortable in the big red chair and helped herself to the second glass of mango juice set out especially for her. Uncle Ade, I carried the exceptional magnifying glass with me everywhere I went. I tried to take it to the world. I just didn't know what to do with it. What happened? Aurel began to tell Uncle Ade all about the boy and his boat. He explained how he'd wanted to use the magnifying glass, but it hadn't worked. Uncle Ade's eyes brightened as he listened to Aurel's voice, and a small smile began to appear on his lips. Perhaps your friend just needed a little inspiration. Do you suppose you gave it to him? Aurel's eyes grew hopeful. Yes, I suppose I did. And we also helped Maddie find her favorite doll in the tree by asking lots of questions. Aurel stopped short, realizing that he never had shown Maddie the magnifying glass. Somehow, Uncle Ade knew. You did not show her the magnifying glass, but I bet you brought her something exceptional. That's when Aurel and Shidegu realized they certainly had brought her something exceptional. What they carried could not be contained in a box. He told his uncle about the fort made of twigs and how Maddie had hugged her doll when it was returned to her. Uncle Ade smiled proudly. Curiosity can do wonders, can't it? One simple question can contain infinite possibilities. I saw your friend floating a magnificent boat down the river not long before when I was walking home from town. Do you think he might still be there? Aurel lit up with an exceptional idea. He held the box securely in his hands and looked straight at Chidigwu. Uncle Ade nodded, knowing just what they were up to, and then they both set out on one more adventure. When they arrived at the river, the boat came into view. It was finely crafted of kusia wood. The boy looked up at Aurel with a smile, and then proudly explained how he had remembered the kusia branch that had floated down the river and how he had been inspired to use it for his boat. Aurel and Shidigu listened. They were excited to find out how his journey had gone. Finally, Aurel opened the box once more. The boy laid eyes on the plain wooden magnifying glass, but this time he saw it differently. He knew that Aurel had been carrying something exceptional. Aurel handed the box to the boy, who soberly took it, with both surprise and a growing sense of honor. What will it do? The boy wondered aloud. With quiet resoluteness, Aurel explained. That will be up to you. I charge you to bring it to the world. Just remember, you carry something exceptional. What is something that makes you say, I wonder? Where will your magnifier take you? Explore the world and see what you discover. And never forget, your curiosity is exceptional. This has been the Story Lens Podcast. This story was written by June Otu and narrated by Jess, William, and Bart Monroe, Steph, and Maddie Patterson, and June Otu.